0: good morning and welcome back to the gm podcast with your host mr min lee say hello min hello and that is all because i'm leaving (laughs) oh bye okay
1: where are you going just
0: nowhere what an intro all right bringing the energy yes it feels like we haven't done this in a
1: i know it feels like ages did we do it last week we did we did for half an hour Was that last week? Yeah. Okay, cool. Seems like forever. Yes. Yes, it uh, does.
0: We have a bit to discuss today as per um, your agenda.
1: Well, I've put one thing in, but I can talk about more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you happy? Getting well, I don't believe
0: in happiness. Oh, shut up. Are you happy right now at this moment in time? Content. Oh God! Yeah. Have oh, you seen all this sweat as well? I'm just kind of
1: melting. It's super humid. Mm, it is. Uh, yeah.
0: Content. And you? I am very well. I'm having fun. Good. I'm grateful for the ability to have fun. Fun in work.
1: Hmm. If
0: you enjoy what, if you love what you do, you can never work a day in your life. It's bollocks, isn't it? It is. But never mind. I am having a good time all round okay i'm mm. um, trying to convince myself that i don't need to buy a new bike and that i'm gonna send my bike in for a respray instead okay the missus saw right through it she, she said you'll get a respray and then buy a new bike won't you and i said yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah why limit your options sorry but why limit your
0: options Well, this is it it's like well i've got an aero bike so now i need a climbing know, bike no another aero bike <laughs> 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 and then a climbing bike okay because my, my thoughts on this are if you get electronic gears, um looks better. Sure. Well, what did you say? Ah, it's just mechanical gears are way better. It's fine. It's like it marginal gains.
1: Yeah, you don't need extra millisecond shifting. You're not racing, right? I think what you see in the pros, what they use, sure, it, it works for them, they yeah. need it. But for regular guys like us, Whoa. we don't race. Hang a minute,
0: regular guys like
1: oh it's like me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pro athlete. <laughs> I don't need that millisecond difference. Yeah, you do. Uh... I've seen you on the climbs
0: when you're yeah, trying to, a... when you're trying to chase people. That you, de- you, yeah. you need to, you need those additional seconds. I guess yeah. I got PR today. Yeah, you ac- did. Accidentally, didn't mean to. Mm. Wasn't even trying. <laughs> such a dick thing to say anyway I feel like I should have had breakfast shouldn't have should have had ah rather than uh, rather than caffeine but alas here we are we are here I know you got one thing to discuss but just a high level I need to get this it's a bit wobbly yeah what's been going through your mind over the last week
1: um over the last week yeah Try to find a point of focus um oh could you pass me the book relentless yes i, I need can. to bring that up because you know that's uh you know they say let the book lose a friend well i i've it lent it to uh <laughs> i've lent mine have you? I, I don't mind not it not coming back because this is a book that i'll buy over and over again yeah so for those who've not read this book relentless um
0: we spoke about that quite a bit actually
1: Yes, highly recommend reading this and see...
0: I'm really keen to take it back <laughs> off you. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. No, no, I'm cool. I'm cool, I'm down. It's fine, it's fine.
1: It, it really is good to... Like, if you've read Good to Great on an organizational level, on a personal level, from Good to Great to Unstoppable, this is the next level. <laughs> this is next We're time. not stopping at Great. We're going to... But is it, what is After Great? It's unstoppable. Like, you said... This, you know, we talked about standards. Like We did. They, one, one of the things, like the key traits about someone who's relentless mm. or in the book they call, or like Tim Grover calls it, a cleaner, is like they set the standard. They, they don't drop down to other people's level. Like people look to them yeah. and say, oh, shit, this is the level I need to get through. Like a lot of times we fear that, oh, man, this is tough. Mm. But if it's tough for someone who's like relentless, imagine everyone else. They'd be like, "Shit, mm. I need to get on that level." When this this guy is setting that standard, like it's tough for him. What about everyone else?
0: Yeah. So, because yeah. you were talking this morning right about that guy, that astronaut, Hatfield,
1: Chris Hatfield, yeah. Mm. Are you
0: saying about the plus one, minus one, yeah, zero? I yeah. thought that was quite an interesting concept let me talk on do you want to elaborate on it
1: uh, as much as I can remember of it yeah, yeah. basically Chris has Hath- Phil wrote a book um, he, he's an astronaut by the way and mm. uh, he wrote a book I don't remember the, the title but I'll put it in the show notes okay um, and that. he mentioned like how do you get selected to be an astronaut right it's, it's a very critical mission um, and what they're looking for are basically people who are plus ones so Let me explain. There are three types of people. Uh, First type is a negative one, meaning you don't contribute to the team at all. You're just pulling everything down, Mm -hmm. right? You're detracting from the productivity of the team or from the mission. But zero is someone who contributes to the mission, yes, but they do and just keep things running, right? And then you have the plus ones who are adding value to the team. They're making things better, like increasing it, Yes an astronaut's guide to life on Earth. Yeah. so that's the book. I, I, I recommend reading it because it has concepts about um, like running a team mm. and also like mindset. Uh, yeah, so negative ones, zeroes and plus ones, right? Yeah so coming back using that same concept as well going back to the book Relentless, you know they talk about three types of performers. You have the chillers who, okay, I'm just gonna do as I'm told, not gonna be proactive. Not, and then you have the closers who are hey here's the opportunity you give them a responsibility they'll do it mm. and then you have the cleaners who are like just proactive they set the standard they're like this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna do it and we'll get it done yeah right they take full ownership of the success even if they fail they take full ownership yeah and they figure a way out to get it done essentially and then meet yeah, whatever that needs to get done.
0: I think Jocko Willing yeah. talks about like that idea of extreme ownership, mm. and I like that concept. It's all your fault because you can't take. Uh, what is it? You can't accept the wins. You can't take credit for the wins if you can't also accept the losses as well, mm. the failures, the things that go wrong. So you can't have it. You know, you can't have it both ways. Yep, I really like it. I think. You know, when we were talking this morning over coffee, we were talking about the plus one and minus one. I like the idea of a multiplier effect as well. And we we spoke about that when you're brought into a team, um, especially at like a leadership level. So if you're kind of in a team and you look to leaders, are they having that multiplier effect? Are they raising the standards of not just that the direct team or direct reports? Are they raising the standards of everybody else when Mm. they come in to a 10X, 100X, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So then, that's why, you know, when you look to hire somebody more senior, actually, it might not even need to be a seniority thing. It's like when you bring people in, into an organization, how are they gonna have that ripple effect across everyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of drew parallels to the cycling thing and riding with like you and Mark and George and Damian, all these guys. Um, if you're, when you're thrown into the mix there from a cycling perspective, you don't have a choice like the standard has always been already been set at quite high so that the delta between where you're at and where you all right you guys are at you've got a long way to go but you get there much faster because the environment that you're in you don't have a choice you've already set that standard that you're gonna push hard and like mm-hmm. when you turn up this is what you do um and i i believe that's the same when you're hiring people as well and i believe that's the responsibility of a leader to go in and set the standard or reset the standard to what you expect. Mm. It could be excellence. It should be excellence. Because everyone has their own variation of excellence, what that what that actually looks like. Mm. And I think that's the enjoyable thing. So uh, what is it? Uh, do it? No, it's... What's that thing I was thinking about? I can't remember. It's a lost thought. So with the I handle that I joined, you um, know, because I really enjoyed learning and upscaling myself Mm. like outside of office hours and late at night, early in the morning, doing courses, whatever it might be, audiobooks. Oh yeah, so I bought Winning, Tim Grover, I Mm -hmm. just bought that now on audiobooks, I'll start listening to that. Um, And I created a new channel in Teams, Microsoft Teams. God, I fucking hate Microsoft. It's so bad, it's so bad. So I figured, um, so it's now Wednesday today, between Monday and Tuesday, I've lost th- me personally I've lost 3 hours worth of work time through trying to make Microsoft work which is insane and it's not just my time I was on the I was on messages to the CEO last night to try and help me to get this thing to work mm. so it's his time and then I had a meeting with him and a senior applications engineer on uh yesterday morning and it was his time because in the meeting it was impossible to share and collaborate on a doc hmm. because for permissions, for access, for the app itself, for the online, and we couldn't, act, so we spent 20 minutes <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure it out, trying to work it out. And it was like, this sucks, hmm. it's so bad. It's the most unproductive productivity suite of applications. <laughs> and then we obviously had somebody new join as well, trying to change their name, like their display name. Hmm. It, so I helped him. And then we figured out that you needed admin access. So he couldn't change his display name for his actual name on his uh, on his account. Mm. So then we had to go and get the HR lady to do it, but she couldn't do it on her desktop version. So she had to get a phone, and then we had to do it through <laughs> the app on her phone to change his name. And I was just like, this is insane. This is insane how bad it is. Anyway, so I created a channel on Microsoft Teams, which is just learning resources. Mm. And I post it now on a regular basis, some of the stuff I'm reading, some of the stuff I'm learning, yeah it's not just about sales and marketing and revenue and leadership, but it's also about all the upskilling I'm doing right now with fluid dynamics and thermodynamics and all that mm. kind of stuff and somebody said to me, "Are you expecting people to respond to this I'm like no, you do it because like this is the stuff I'm learning mm. here you go like this is this is it's like if you if you think I should be learning other stuff, you can let me know but it's out there for everyone to see. It's like, okay, we come to the, I'm going to go into the office about 10 o'clock today. You know, we're out riding. I was working till, I was a bit tired last night because I was working through till one o'clock.
2: Mm. Why
1: was I working through till
0: one o'clock? Couldn't get Microsoft to actually work, which is insane. So even, oh, yeah, that's the thing. So even after going through all that yesterday morning, it still wouldn't work last night. So to transfer, um, I couldn't copy and paste from a read only Word doc the notes into HubSpot. Mm. Because I didn't have the um, the viewer the the access, so it still wasn't even fixed. It's like far out. So mm-hmm. I was working a little bit late last night. Um, so you're never not learning. So when you raise that standard, you don't just tell people you've got to be better. You show people. Okay, this is what I'm mm-hmm. doing to help myself be better. Yeah, and I think to be honest, it's quite uncommon nowadays. It's like oh, you should go out and do this. Or you should ride a hundred k, or run, or you should eat healthy and get fit. So it's a lot of people saying these all the things you sh- you should do, mm. and then behind the scenes, none of it's being done by them. All the stuff that they're preaching—that's mm. why I think um, Strava is a good thing. <laughs> Hold you accountable to other people as well. Yeah. Um, there's a guy at the moment. He's uh, losing weight and getting fitter, and he's entered a challenge through one of the gyms here. Did I mention this? No. The prize for the three, this, I think this goes over three months. Mm. The top prize is a hundred thousand ring in cash. Mm.
1: The body fat l- loser or uh, something like that. Yeah.
0: The biggest percentage body fat loser over three months as a relative percentage of your body fat when you started. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. So I'm like, oh yeah, you know, eat clean, do the exercise, do the work. And he's like, oh, it's hard. Oh, I'm tired. Like, yep. So it's actually the CEO of iHandout. Mm. So even when traveling and stuff like that, say like, okay. Well, I'm got to go to the gym. Got to go for a run. It's good because even when I'm tired, and if I'm traveling with him, and I'm like, oh, I could just take a day off today. Can't say that because there's i I've accepted the fact that. I can't tell him to go to the gym mm. while I stay in the room and just right. fucking relax, <laughs> right? So I'm like, no, I'm I'm going to come down. So yeah. I'm on a treadmill, just kind of slogging away. So it's this idea of accountability. Mm. It goes both ways. I'm a big believer in kind of the idea of raising, raising the standard. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad we did. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can we have a mini high five? I don't know why. Can we look?
1: Mini high five. Yeah. I... I told you multiple times, like if I were to start a company or if I were to bring on a team.
0: I was just going to ask you this question: What are your expectations of people?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll be sending them the book *Relentless*. Ask them Mm. to read it, give me a summary, Um, and do they resonate with it? If they do, great. Keep the book. Let's let's work together. If they feel like, yeah, this is not what I'm. This is not how they operate mm. that's cool too. Give me the book back, and then um maybe when you when you've come to the realization that this is you know how you're going to get success and you like to work like you like to work together mm. then okay, great, let's talk again but on that that's yeah
0: so i I always i mention this every single time because I like to caveat stuff mm. um another white boy with a podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, what should people for, expect from you though? Because obviously mm. it's bi-directional. So when people come in, they should be like, I expect this mm. from you. So what do you reckon that be?
1: Clear vision. Like we are all on the same page of like what is important mm. to us as a team, us as an organization. There's no, zero doubt. You don't have to question what the hell are we doing? Yeah. That's number 1. Um number 2, you ex- you can expect like everyone in the team mm. to be excellent. Like
0: you don't accept mediocrity.
1: No. Like everyone needs to be on 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 their game essentially. Mm. Like if at, at any point in time someone feels like, you know what, I don't feel like performing, that is okay in a sense where it is temporary. Yeah. And then let's talk about let's work out a way like how do you get back onto your A game. So you can expect that like
0: that that's actually a point I want to talk about as well. I've got it written down. I didn't put it in I didn't put it in the, it, it right. in the show notes. Yeah but yeah yeah yeah. I've got yeah. Because
1: a team like when you're working in a team mm. you want to work around A players. Like if you're working around B players, you know, talking about the standard, right? Like yeah. then you feel like oh man, why am I why am I an A player and everyone's just being a B player? Mm. Gives them that feeling like, yeah, maybe I don't belong here, right? So I want to set that standard, like everyone's an A player here. Yeah. Anytime someone feels like they they want to be a B player, let's talk about it. Is it temporary? Yeah. Or is it more of like, okay, just things are not aligned, then let's, let's talk it out, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and also like coaching and development, like, I am invested in your growth. Like people that have come through my team, I tell them like my role as a manager as, is to develop you mm. to perform in your role and beyond. You're not just here for now. Yeah. I want to develop your mindset, your skills, so that no matter where you go, you excel. That is my legacy in a way. Mm. Like I am invested in your growth so that's what you can expect
0: oh yeah that's that's a good list to be yeah. fair because so this is what i did uh going oh yeah cause i'm so great this is what i did going into moving into that role of cro right mm. i think you we we did you joined at the time and we outlined those expectations mm-hmm. yeah i'm carrying that with me now for sure i might put that put that list uh out there too in terms of setting those expectations and finding out the expectations of others and then mm. getting aligned. Mm. I think it's important on a team as well that each of the team members understands each other's expectations mm. of their direct manager or direct leader, whoever it is. Yeah. Because your ex- the expectations you had of me were a little bit different from what like Juin had mm. or Lewin had or Steve had. So then you could actually visually see when we spoke about it, all the expectations across the board. So Mm. from like Christina, like yourself, Key, Mark, you know, you've got six or seven people, each of them with five or six expectations, all of a sudden, the expectations of a leader are 50 deep. Mm. So it kind of sets out the stall for there's a lot of responsibility that you have and accountability to each of the team members. So if you do actually drop the ball, it's like, I'm trying the best I can by trying to match all these expectations, Mm. give me a break. But then you've already spoken about it and you can get aligned around it. But setting out your store early on, I think, is very important. So there's some things that I'm seeing across the companies that I work with where expectations haven't been set, and then people get frustrated, and then nobody knows why. Mm. It's like, well, we expect this. It's like, have you you told them that this is what you expect? Yeah. Well, you know, they should know. Okay. But if you haven't explicitly said, you can't hold people to that standard Mm. unless you've got, like, a robust hiring process and everything's laid out Upfront, join that. That's why I think like HR is super important, talent acquisition. So they are the gatekeepers to who comes on board. I, I'm i a big believer in those expectations. For sure and actually, uh, not delivering mediocre work is actually in there. Yeah. It is. And Habit 5. I think Habit 5 is up there. I do love... Is love the right word? I think love is a strong word. Defer back to a lot. The seven habits. Stephen Covey's the seven habits. I just think if you can start with that, if you if you only ever read one book, mm. that would be kind of a go-to for kind of general operating principles as a, as mm. a human. Mm. I think it really does help. Because when you fall out of like, if you're not... If you, you know, come back to the Chris Hadfield thing, right? The, the idea of synergy that we spoke, Do we speak about this just now?
1: When we the had plus, coffee, yeah. Yeah.
0: The idea of plus one and the multiplier effect mm-hmm. is like when you bring people into a team, you should be thinking about, it's not just adding another body to do this task. Mm. It's bringing somebody into the team to help elevate the entire team, the entire organization, the entire yep. department. That's how you should think about it because the The opposite is also true. You can actually bring people in, and if you haven't hired, onboarded, trained correctly, they can have a pretty detrimental effect to the entire team. Don't want to say it's like toxic or whatever it is, but but I've been there. Mm. I've made some bad hires in my time.
1: I'm sorry. I think we all have. It's it's something that every single manager will have to go through you wouldn't actually it's... i i
0: was i was at a an event in singapore and we were talking about this idea of hiring and bringing people on mm. and somebody actually said they've never made a bad hire explicitly i've never made a bad hire never never made a bad hire mm. so i don't know if they're early in their career or if they've only ever hired one person and it was themselves i don't i don't know But I I don't think that can be true.
1: Yeah. It's it's impossible. It is. It is. Yeah.
0: So one of the things uh, that we touched on just then is this idea of um, being on your A game Mm. and then sometimes you're not. Okay. And I think that's, uh, is it a temporary thing? Mm -hmm. Is it you've just got different priorities now? Mm. So you don't want to be an A player in this situation or in this environment or in this job. You want to be an A player in social events, uh, your health and fitness or something else. So you're redirecting your, your efforts and energies. Mm. So I think, you know, I've had a couple of conversations, like legitimate conversations as well. It's not like I'm just saying it for the sake of this fucking podcast. Um, I'll tell you who, who, mm. one of us here has been possessed by an owl. Mm. Who? <laughs> Um, I was having a a chat with this person and it's this idea of being on your A game Mm. all the time and I think we spoke about this with uh, Brene Brown's TED talk Mm -hmm. you know when she the agreement she got with her husband right it's like right now I'm not at 100 and I'm at 20 Mm -hmm. I need you to pick up the other 80 Um, so I think when you're at this is all speculation as well I'm not a pro athlete I'm not a hyper successful business person or anything like that. Mm. I think when you're running at a hundred miles an hour and you're operating or trying to operate at the top of your game, whatever the top is for you right now, there is going to be a point where you're going to take a dip. Mm. And I think that's okay. But because you've been at the top or a perceived expert or whatever it is in what, it, and you're just like full on full gas, there's an outside perspective that this is how you should be all of the time. Mm -hmm. And then a moment you feel like you're not and you need to take a bit of a break, there seems to be a spiral effect from these conversations I'm having that they then start to feel bad about themselves Mm. for not being this 100%. Mm. And it's like, okay. And then when they feel bad about that, they feel they need to kind of lean into the fact that they should be at 100% Mm. and then they start to feel even worse. Because they're trying to operate at 100% when they're only 70% mm. or 50%. So they're trying to make up this gap. And it's like this spiral of, oh, I'm tired. Okay, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And it's okay. It's okay to not be okay.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think you need to have someone, either a coach, mm. right, to help you get back on track mm. or really diagnose what what is what is going on, right? But, yeah, I think, you know, was it Embrace the Suck? Who said that? Somebody said Embrace the know. Suck. I i, I heard of, Sometimes it, you
0: just wake up and you just, it's not your day. It's not your week. It's not your hour. And you're just like, I'm not great right now.
1: Yeah, Tim Grover mentions like those players that he coached, they go through that as well, right? Yeah. But it's on him to make sure that they perform, yeah. right? So no matter what, Tim needs to figure out what's going on and help them get through it. Yeah. Right? Because um, he knows it's temporary. Um. I think for coming back to you know, expectations, yeah. um, someone who's a cleaner, they don't do it for anyone else. They do it for themselves. Right. Like, I tell my partner, like, and when she's going through all these, like, ultras and whatnot, especially for, for the, the coast to coast, it's mm. like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm letting people down. Like, it for yourself you're not doing this for anyone else yeah you, this is your journey right like coming back to relentless cleaners it is tough to be a cleaner because success getting to success is one thing but maintaining that that at continuously performing at that level and going beyond it yeah you need to have that i don't i don't even want to call it drive it's more of like you're just hungry for more. There's <laughs> yeah. no, there's no ending. They, they, don't, they don't even think about what's, what's enough. Yeah. They're always chasing for the next thing. They don't think about okay, this is it, right? So it's more of like they're doing it for themselves. They have that inner hunger for, this is success to me. Yeah. I'm gonna get to that, no matter what. They, they just block out everything else. Yeah. Around them, right? Um. I suppose it's
0: having that self-awareness of what works for you as well.
1: Yeah, and not everyone can be a cleaner. Yeah. It's 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 really tough.
0: Is it because of these things that are put out there, like Relentless,
2: mm.
0: you know, we read them and we talk about them. I I like to aspire mm. to get to some level of excellence and it's an ongoing journey. Um at what point does it Is it unhealthy at what point is it like i don't know i think toxic is the wrong word because everyone talks about this alpha everyone 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 there's a lot of talk about this alpha male Mm. progress being a cleaner hyper success always hustling Mm. people call it hustle porn I think I'm gonna answer my own question, but what's your thoughts on this? Like, when, when is it, or when does it become unhealthy? When does it turn from changing your mindset from you can actually do much better for yourself, mm-hmm. and you're only kind of giving fifty percent to you're giving hundred percent all the time, and you're just gonna run into burnout. Just I don't think I've articulated well. Do you know what I mean? So right now you have people that need that inspiration mm-hmm. they need that get up and go they need to hear it they need to read it they need to learn about it from other people because they're not living up to their full potential mm-hmm. and then you have this other side so say they're rather like a 50 percent, whatever it is what is 50 percent? i don't know then you have these other people that are at their absolute limit that are reading these things and learning these things and hearing these things and being mm-hmm. taught these things and being fed these things on social media constantly mm-hmm. and they're like I'm only at 50% where in actual fact they're working so hard and giving so much that they run themselves into like maybe mental health issues or it's just like they burn themselves out completely. Mm. Where's
1: that line? Teach me sensei. Personally, how Mm. I interpret that is for my own personal growth, there's no limit if I'm investing in myself mm. and I'm growing, there's there's no limit if I'm doing it for myself. But when I'm trying to live up to ser- a certain expectation mm. and I'm not living up to it, then that becomes dangerous, right? Then you're constantly chasing an expectation, trying to please or fit into something else. It's also mentioned in the book, right? Like, mm. we talk about the Tiger Woods thing and trying to, yeah, a cleaner does not think about Sounds very dangerous. Like think about other people. Yeah, it it is selfish because they're on a pursuit of their own mastery of a certain skill, yeah. so that they can get to success. Um, but they're doing it for themselves, right? And they will know when it's enough. Like I, I can't tell. But for me personally, if I'm investing my growth, like this the skill I want to develop, um, which I, we can talk about as a second topic for today um yeah the the it's we talk about continuous learning yeah and really there's no there's no limit right to 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 learning and mastery and if you do it for yourself you enjoy doing it why why would you feel burnout
0: (laughs) self-esteem um do you want to reset the camera self-esteem yes self-esteem i think i mentioned this the other the other week as well i think i mentioned a lot the other week it's like oh last episode other episode hello Mm. self-esteem um and building of self-esteem can you remember a time when you had low self-esteem Yeah. Don't no talk about it?
1: <laughs> I don't think it's okay. Self esteem, mm-hmm. how I define it is um my own image. Yes. It's different from self confidence.
2: Okay.
0: What do you mean by self image?
1: Like, what do I think about myself is what I define as, like, self-esteem. Do I think highly of myself or do I think lowly or do I see myself as, like, yeah. Do I do I think of myself lowly, right? Mm. Um, yeah, there have been times where I had, like, low self-esteem, right? Um, yeah. Like, when you first go into a field or a job that, that you're just starting out, for example, mm. like, I think this comes with, with big transitions in your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, first job, okay. You obviously have to learn and stumble. And sometimes you just think you're, okay, yeah, maybe I'm just not good enough, right? Yeah. That's That's how... Those are the moments of like low self-esteem. Um, but over time, as you gain the skills, you become more confident. Like, okay, I can execute. And I think that self-esteem starts to build up. Yep. But that should be the case, right? I think self-esteem should be separate from that self-confidence.
0: I think it's kind of... They, they go hand in hand. The, the book I was reading... Mm. No, it wasn't. There's a book I was listening to okay. recently, which was a uh, recommendation from Mohsen. Mm. Good old Mohsen. Hey, Mohsen. What's up? I know you're not watching this. I miss you, man.
1: Just he, send him this episode. I might do, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I really do miss him. I think he was a very positive influence. Um, he was able to articulate uh, complex things simply mm. to somebody like me from a technological point of view. was just a really good dude. I was quite upset when he left. He had to for various different reasons, but mm-hmm. anyway so i I messaged him the other the other week when i uh when I was listening to this the six pillars of self esteem mm. and when you read through it or when you listen to it, you kind of get a feel for what's happening in the world right now. Mm. I also want to talk about remote work and loneliness.
1: okay, we'll have to save that for uh the next episode
0: Drakeham, yeah, I think so um. And I think it's this idea of knowing thyself, mm. like who you are, what you stand for, the values that are close to you, why you get annoyed, where you experience joy, these kinds of things. So we we speak about this quite a lot around social media and what we're being fed, and even mm. people might be listening to this at some point and being like, "I should be like that," or "I should be doing all these things," and blah blah blah. It's like no, it's just like know yourself, and then if some of some of these one-liners resonate with you, great. they can inspire you to go out and do some cool stuff cool but knowing your integrity and what you stand for i think is important Mm -hmm. and when you talk about when you go move into a new role or a new field a new industry this idea of you don't know everything Mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden you feel like a dumbass because like shit i don't know anything Mm -hmm. so i moved into this new industry and it's like i literally don't know anything Mm -hmm. how i thought about it was well i'm not supposed to I, i don't i've mm-hmm. never done this so now i've got to. why well, it's like this idea of self acceptance mm-hmm. and then it's like well if i don't know this how am i going to find out so let's find out mm-hmm. so for me right now there are no stupid questions mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're on because i don't know the answer and mm-hmm. the only way i'm going to find that answer out is by asking those questions mm-hmm. if i was three four years in and i was asking these questions it might be a different story mm-hmm that's why i'm big on this learning and upskilling but i would i would definitely i think if you're um working with people that are kind of entering the the workforce or the um middle kind of tier mm. uh, middle tier roles when there's a lot of kind of imposter syndrome i shouldn't be here i should just be a individual contributor rather than a leader of teams mm. There's six pillars of self esteem i think it's i think it's very important because then we're being fed all this information online about what who we should be and what mm-hmm. we should do and what we should aspire for or be inspired by. Yeah. Without really stepping back and being like, okay, well, what do I stand for? What do I want to say no to? What do I want to say yes to? Mm-hmm. And how does this impact me and the people that are around me? Would you like to know the six pillars of self-esteem?
1: Yeah. Run through them. Run through them. Or jog.
0: It'd be a slow meander (laughs) through the six pillars of self-esteem. Number one, the practice of living consciously. Mm. Should I do a brief description?
1: Yeah. Or leave it as like, I'll find out, read it and find it on your own. Okay. Your choice.
0: Brief explanation. Okay. Okay. Um, by embracing self-awareness, people can make conscious choices that align with their values and goals, oh, leading to increased self-esteem. Mm. There you go. Living consciously. So what mm. aligns with being self-aware of who you are? Mm. That's why I think it's important from the very, very ground up. It's like, why are you here? Why are you doing these things? How do they align with your values? What's the vision for yourself? Which changes over time. It doesn't mean need to be like a one and done. It just does... Mm. It's like going back to it on a regular basis. Okay, number two, the practice of Mm. self-acceptance. Self-acceptance provides a solid foundation for personal growth and self-development. Accept the things you're good at. How can you get better? Mm -hmm. Accept the things you're bad at. Do you need to get better at them to have a more fulfilling life? If Mm -hmm. you do, then find a way to get better at them. Mm -hmm. Number three, the practice of self-responsibility literally just spoke about it see how it all aligns yeah. i love it i'm gonna do these things aligns <laughs> um okay that's number three uh number four the practice of self-assertiveness
2: hmm.
0: i think this is a quite a big one i think this this kind of hit me right in the inner feels. by developing self-assertiveness people can be set boundaries communicate effectively hmm. and stand up for themselves leading to increased self-esteem and healthier relationships so really truly understanding i think going back to that self-acceptance are the uh practice of living consciously mm. like what do you stand for yeah you know, standing your ground doing the right thing is always the right thing uh the practice of living purposefully is number five setting meaningful goals and actively pursuing them mm. so i think it's, people have differing views on setting goals you have a vision for yourself and then you can set these incremental milestones that you work towards and then you create a process around working towards them and then focus on the process. Mm. Then you can actually be more purposeful about what you'd actually do. So it's like, I want to, this is the kind of, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to turn into. Could be the goal or the vision mm-hmm. and say, like, okay, what are the things I need to do to progress towards that? Yep. Like doing a course work. Can you teach me after the course? Sure. Okay. Thanks. Uh, that was number five, uh, practice of living purposefully. Number six, the practice of personal, personal integrity, mm. emphasizing the importance of being true to oneself and living in congruence with one's beliefs, leading to a strong sense of self-esteem. And I think therein lies the challenge, which is we're constantly being told who we should be Mm -hmm. rather than trying to figure that out for ourselves. So I think that's why the coaching thing that you're doing is pretty important. So it's your job as a new coach armed with these beliefs (laughs) that you can help people. Mm -hmm. It's your job to be excellent at sales and marketing for these things. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, then subpar coaches who are doing it for the money will take the clients that need your help because they're better at sales and marketing. Mm. So you better get fucking good. Otherwise, you're doing a disservice to the people that are out there that actually need your help. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <Shoo>! Unnecessary.
2: <sighs> yeah.
0: Is it bundling the Min into these things that can really help people?
2: Mm.
0: I'm looking forward to it, man six pillars of self-esteem chat yeah. gbt helped me write a summary of that okay great i've been yeah. utilizing it a lot more
1: i don't oh. know if you have time to talk about the second topic because you mentioned chat
0: gbt which one which one was the second topic well, how, long, how long what was, what was uh, uh, oh, that, that doesn't have a time on it does it well, I we,
1: yeah have a look yeah. have
0: a look soon 43 minutes 43 minutes what was the second topic? There's another topic?
1: Well, I didn't write it down, but it's more of like a... Just what came up during our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you know, we talk about mastery of a certain skill. Yes, and, sir. Um, no. Growth. Um, there's this talk by... John Smith. You no... Know, jack ma who is i uh, guess no re- no longer relevant in 2023
0: he is relevant but he's is he yeah i think he, i would say he's in hiding
1: okay let's not talk about it just okay, in case sure okay thanks ccp is listening um <laughs> ccp is uh chinese communist right product. okay cool uh, thanks
0: hi that uh comedian got cancelled do you see that
1: which one i don't want to talk about it okay okay <laughs> <laughs> uh what was I? Oh, yeah. Temple. Jack Ma mentioned, yeah. Like, there's... um, We have IQ, we have EQ and all that, right? Yeah. Um, But what's going to be... What's going to define the next Q is, like, LQ. I think he mentioned this. Like, the L- love Q- quotient. What? Love quotient. Is that like, I don't know.
0: I just imagine, like, a vessel. Like, a boat.
1: Uh, but, yeah.
0: Because of the song. Okay.
1: Tell me. I think... Yes. So, I think this is something that... I'm naturally good at, and it's a skill that I want to develop, mm. right? More of the communication side. You, know, you say so you're about,
0: naturally good at?
1: I guess. Cool. Inclined to it. Um, more of the emotional intelligence or mm. EQ and, I guess, LQ, however he defines it. Yeah. But I do think, I you know, with AI, with ChatGPT and all that, mm. IQ, like your IQ, is is going to be irrelevant. Because you have all these bold claim, I do think well it will be irrelevant because you can just say, "I need this done." Chat GPT will get it done for you right like right? will help you think through things, right um, But what chat GPT can cannot do is the EQ side of things and the lQ side of things because that is what makes us human um. And if you talk about like performance coaching, like human performance, mm. an AI can give you all the data, give you all the metrics, but it will not understand how you're performing based on your circumstance, right? Like what will motivate you? It can give you the data, mm. you know, it can potentially hold you accountable, say, hey, you've missed one day, right? But without a particular connection, we all have set like, habits and apps that that tells us, oh, yeah, we need to do all these things, right? Hmm. Calendar, schedules, but we don't do them. Why? Right? But if there is a certain connection, it makes it more meaningful.
0: What is right that connection? So you talk about L- yeah. LQ and EQ. Yeah. So it's about... Hmm the best way to articulate that
1: I, I I don't know this is just a new thought that formed in my head while we were writing out right oh, like okay. what exactly is needed in in, in the future I don't that which AI cannot replace I do think it comes down to that like the skill the communication skills that we have with mm. one another the ability to so have the, difficult conversations so the funny thing
0: about this, this thing. is uh, inherently like human beings are poor communicators, right? Like what what I say and what I mean might be different from what you interpret yeah and what you hear. And there's I I don't know the stat, the percentage of when you listen to a presentation, like you walk out of the room and seventy percent of that presentation is forgotten in the first hour. Mm-hmm. And then like ninety five percent of the course of the next week is actually forgotten. So when we think about like EQ or LQ or communication, what what do we mean by that mm. in terms of the, what is an ability to connect with somebody? And what is that connection? Mm. Is the connection, how you feel emotionally and how is that actually de- developed? Mm. So, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you have an emotional impact on them. They can feel a certain way, but that's you. That's, that's not me. I'm just saying words for, right. You know, what if we were doing this virtually and you were looking at a screen and it was, AI, or AGI, Artificial General Intelligence, right? If it was been fed enough information and data, if you imagine it as a a child, it's the same, right? Over time, it develops. It's like the human brain is a supercomputer that's developing and interpreting and hearing and learning constantly. So we interpret and have different EQs and emotions, and then how we actually communicate with one another differs across the world thing about ai or machine learning or artificial general intelligence is human beings are teaching it the same way human beings are teaching children as they grow up and again educated through a certain way so they have an ability Mm -hmm. to communicate maybe it's just the fact that a computer doesn't feel doesn't it Mm. because you're programming it too the same the same way that we're programmed To feel or be emotional responsive to certain things that's why people get triggered Mm. like you might say a word to me and i'll be like (laughs) say that word to somebody else and that's it it Mm. ruins their week right so it's an interpretation of the things that are said to you Mm. so maybe the fact that when you talk to a machine when you type that prompt the reason why there isn't that emotional connection is because how you interpret a machine talking to you. So it's all on you really, mm. not necessarily the the machine itself and an inability to interpret how you feel. Because you that's why it's mm. sentiment analysis and like the speed and tone whatever it might be that shows a certain emotion mm. it could be through facial recognition as well. All the things that would interpret an emotion can be trained because that's how we learn, right? Some people learn better than others because they're just in situations where they communicate a lot more. So I would look at your body language and I would look at your, I don't know, there's gonna be certain triggers. We don't know what they are Mm. per se, but then when you feed enough data into video analytics or um, speech analytics or whatever it is, you'll be able to understand how another person is actually feeling. So right before somebody either bursts into tears or right before somebody gets really angry or experiences a moment of joy, there'll be things that our body does. Mm. And that could be anything. It could be uh changing body temperature, which we can measure. It could be secretion, sweat, uh, facial uh, changes. It could be body language shifting around. That's why some people, they're more dialed into these things than others like if you think about police they're kind of mm. tuned in with oh my god look at the way this guy's moving and they're trained to do these things mm-hmm. the same way that you can train a machine to do these things as well and that leads on to that next question can you train a machine to feel because then there's a follow-on question what is feel
2: mm.
0: Interpretation of someone else's feelings and you being empathetic enough to respond to them Can you train empathy So the I think the answer to that is yes human to human so why not human to machine I know we've gone off on a deep end here, but I'm really curious about this idea of sentiment and EQ and now LQ what that actually is because the feelings between it's the feelings it's the individual feelings of people then coming together and then communicating in a certain way there isn't like i don't think there's Mm. a shared maybe there is maybe there's energy between people
1: i don't know (laughs) i don't know know. i'm sorry i kind of went
0: off on one there
1: yeah I think a good test would be when you're calling a hotline and you don't you don't differentiate if a an automated bot is there are automated bots out there mm. right that's talking to you versus a human talking to you i right? it'd be good to see what the ratings are after the call is ended mm. how did the person feel like could they even and you just do a blind test right
0: Google did a demo of that didn't I? Was it two years ago, three years ago? The booking of a hair yeah. appointment.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one thing. I mm-hmm. think that's easy. But when emotions come into play, when you have a problem with a credit card, for example, like there's a fraud and now you're at a state where you're panicked, mm-hmm. you just you need someone to listen mm-hmm. can and solve the problem for you at a reasonable time frame and whatnot can an ai do that right
0: so the answer is yes and the reason i say yes is because i've seen human beings perform this poorly for years right <laughs> so when you think about the the call centers that you call and people are trained to follow a script mm. that's all they're trained to do they're trained to follow a script mm. i mean it was only kind of zappos that did something different right it was only zappos that said hey you're you you're trained to like help you're trained to help people solve their problem that, that, that was there. Not you're trained to follow a script. Whereas when you look at a call center, it's like you're trained to follow a script. Mm -hmm. Hi, I need to return this or my, I've got fraud on my credit card. Okay. Mm -hmm. Give me the details rather than, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. There's no, there was no human element to it.
1: So that's, yeah, exactly. So that's where, and that's what set them apart. Right. And that's what like Chewy, for example, who's known for their customer service, like you call them, you always speak to a human right never through an automated thing and that's how and i do think that's how you well maybe they're able to train an ai just based on the hours and hours the conversation they'd be able to train an ai i don't know to respond exactly like how a human would yeah um but yeah I, i do think that's what sets us like businesses apart really when you have that I guess it's that empathy comes down to that in in this particular instance.
0: Right? So, I, And this is, so I, this is what I like about it. What, what do we mean by empathy mm. and what is good customer service mm. and what is understanding and listening? And it, so when you, some of the best conversations you have is like, oh, you know, I really felt heard. So it's like, if that's the thing is that's the goal. Mm. People are upset. They want to feel heard mm-hmm. and to feel heard. This is what needs to happen.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
0: You, and this, the, you know, this is what what talks about in terms of active listening. Yeah. And people have written books on active listening, especially right. within sales. Mm. You train people to be active listeners. And then you train them. And mm. then they go out and they do it poorly. And then you coach them. And then you do it again. And they do it a bit better. And you do it again. And it's an iterative process for a human being. Mm. The same way it is for a machine as well. Cause like you said, if you, rate, you do a blind test and you rate it, mm-hmm. and then you rate it, you rate a human, and then you rate a bot, and then a bot will learn a lot faster. These are the things I like, these are the things I didn't, train it again. Mm. And then you train it. You're not just training that one person, because then that one person that you train or coach will then I have to train and coach somebody else. And that learning cycle for a human being is a lot greater than it would be for a machine. Because when you train that machine and coach that machine to do better, it trains the model, not the person. And that's when it becomes highly scalable.
1: Should we go into their business? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I mean, there are uh,
0: already. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at like uh, Gong, for example, the amount of voice data. recordings yeah. they have for sales interactions is so vast. And all mm. they're doing is collecting so much data yeah. around sales, which is essential. I mean, think about sales as well it's behavioral psychology and influence why people say yes why people say no mm. why people get angry why people are happy what happens all the data points are there all the recordings are there then it's a question of okay well what are we what are the things that we're looking for and that's the interesting bit mm. um we kind of overran on this one a bit but i i think this idea of sentiment and feelings and empathy and lq I think it's a, an interesting topic to discuss. For like, what, what is it? What does it mean? Mm. And what does that mean for AI, ML?
1: Maybe I'll need to write it out and think through it. Write it out on a post. A
0: big um, there's a scam going on where people are stealing voices of loved ones and training. Mm. Uh, have you seen this? I've, yeah. I'm in trouble. Send me gift cards. <laughs> It's, yeah it's happening and it sounds exactly like that person mm. and they're in distress and because it's been trained it's like this is what distress sounds like the tone, speed and the, the voice then people are being scammed because it sounds legitimate
2: Maybe
0: mm. we need to rethink about this podcast well, if we're putting out so much content on a podcast people can easily steal. <laughs> it I like the idea of AI machine learning. I like the idea of generative AI and how it can be used. Because if it can be, it could destroy the world, (laughs) but it could also make it an exponentially better place. It's not, a superpower isn't a superpower unless it can be used for evil. True that. Okay. So then think we have a responsibility as a, Human, human race, to make sure we don't destroy ourselves. I suppose that's the other problem with AI as well as being trained by human beings. It's good and bad, right?
2: Mm.
0: Welcome to the AI podcast.
1: Right,
0: the AI podcast rather than the GM podcast.
1: Oh, I don't think I qualify enough. For that. <laughs> Oh, I'm an
0: expert, expert yeah, work in yeah. progress. Uh, yeah. Shall we? We we kind of went off on one a little bit there. Yeah. I say we. I was more. My thoughts ran away with me. Um. Okay.
1: Shall me. we continue? Uh, next week. I think we're over time here.
0: Yes. Okay. We should pick this up next week. What there was one thing that I was kind of looking to touch on as well, but never mind. Yes. What was it? Can you remember? Because I can't.
1: Being relentless, being cleaner. We talked about self esteem.
0: Seven habits. Six
1: pillars of self esteem. Six pillars. Yeah. Oh,
0: we got we got it all. We got it all going on this week. Okay, well, and yeah, um I don't know. I'll dig it out. I'll find it. But on that note, any final thoughts? Any key thought? To leave it
1: focus on yourself i think it comes down to that right like we can talk about you know being a cleaner even a cleaner focuses on themselves you don't give a shit about what what the world expects of them they define their own success and they go for it self-esteem comes back to yourself as well right what are your make a conscious is it conscious
0: practice places? of living consciously yeah
1: right what does it mean for yourself hmm. what's meaning purpose for you Pillar learn five yeah
0: thanks min always a pleasure cool. hey hey can we do another one over the weekend yeah sunday okay not oh. just a site visit maybe we'll do a recording
1: we can test <gasps> <it out.
2: laughs> let's test it out thanks min okay thank you Bye-bye. bye <laughs>